just became a raven. Your art matters. That's what got me here. Hello and welcome to The Ravens, a One Tree Hill podcast. I'm Simon and I love One Tree Hill. And I'm Dom and I've seen 134 episodes of One Tree Hill. And tonight's episode for debate is Season 7, Episode 4, Believe Me, I'm Lying. I'm Drew Barrymore, and you're listening to The Ravens Podcast with Simon and Dom. So hello and welcome to The Ravens, a One Tree Hill podcast, where it is always 10.30 at night, so it's time to grab the snacks from the sweet cupboard, move on upstairs and settle in, as tonight's episode for debate is Season 7, Episode 4, Believe Me, I'm Lying, Dom, I believe that was an oxymoron. How you doing, my man? I'm good. I'm good. Like oh, we've we've just done an episode, um, uh, like a film episode, but it's nice to be back in, I guess, Raven Podland. There's a little bit more Ravenly here, isn't it? You know, given that it's yeah. Tree Hill and it's all about being a Raven and you know all that goodness. So it's nice to be back. Uh, and yes, how are you, young man? I'm very well. Happy to be back doing one tree hill we've had a little christmas break but here we are 2024 but dom we are not alone the throne is empty right now because someone stepped off of it to grace us with his presence i see a crown i see emeralds sapphires i basically just see a gladiator of a man your friend of mine King Pigeon, Ed, you're back. How you doing, my man? Doing great, man. That was a great introduction. <laughs> it's so good to be the king of the pigeons. <laughs> no, lately, lately, you know how Instagram will feed you stuff based on what you're looking at. And for some reason, man, I've been getting all these just terrible graphic videos of Pigeons just getting attacked by other <laughs> birds and getting murdered. I'm like, wow, poor pigeons. But I, I think back to a couple of years ago when I took my family uh, to Disney and the pigeons, they're just victims. They're just sitting there. They're just eating whatever is there. They're begging, you know, for straps, scraps of food. And that's me. You know, like <laughs> Tuesday. Here in the States, it's Pigeon Day. I, I get on and I listen to you guys and then I'm thirsty again. So, yeah. So, us pigeons, we really love you. True ravens. So, I'm glad to be here. I mean, Dom, what do you say to that? I mean, what that's one hell of a self-introduction, isn't it? That's amazing. <laughs> it's so good. Um, like, we, we ha- I have to make it very clear that Ed is King Pigeon because... Although he is a raven, he listens on pigeon time. So that's why he is, you know, King Pigeon uh, and will always be. Always. He yeah. also keeps the other pigeons in line because sometimes, yeah. like, they, they get rowdy and they need to know, hey, this isn't a democracy. This is a dictatorship. <laughs> and there's a king here. I guess technically that's a monarchy. Don't worry about labels. Just listen to the king. 
That's right. Do, do you know what I I also love as well a little bit is that Ed, I, I've always felt like I kind of have this outside view on this podcast, right? So right. I, I'm a stranger to One Tree Hill. So every time I watch Not it, anymore. No, no, Not no, anymore. But no, 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 no. But, but every episode we watch is, is new for me. So yes. I, I'm kind of that outsider that's entering, that's like stepping into your world. But I feel like Ed is on that edge. Do you know what I mean? Where he's like, he looks into our world. He goes, some of that's a bit fucked up and then steps out again. I love it. It's so good. He's just like, yeah, that's not for me. So I'm going to do this instead. That's right, man. I'm a dumb, dumb follower. I ride with you, dumb. I also ride with Simon. And, you know, because Simon is definitely... If there was a King Raven, it would be Simon. So, no, I guess Wait. I guess you're his his underling. He's you know you're like Jester. Uh, I'm his Jester. Like, yeah, he's like Odin, and you're Thor. <laughs> I like just throw him out and say, "Do a Raven's chant as a German man." <laughs> That's <now."> right. <laughs> a Colonel. That's I, it. A Colonel. I think. up in the wild, man. Come on, Colonel. I think Ed, I think like Dom and I are like the angel and devil on your shoulder. That's how I like to think. But instead of on your shoulder, we're just in your headphones. Like one of us is the left, one of us is the right, just telling you good and bad things. That's right. That's right. But Ed, you get something special today. You get a special treatment that not everybody gets. Uh oh, what's that? You get to see Dom induct. A raven. Ooh. Now, usually we don't do this when people are on because Dom gets self-conscious, but there's no <laughs> choice today. Um, <laughs> so we have... I just want to say, like, I get self-conscious because I, for, for the people that are getting the shout-out, I, I, put, I put my all into it, and it's very ad, ad-libbed, it's very off-the-cuff, but I want it to be special. And then, and then I get I just get a little bit nervous when someone other than Simon is watching. That's all. I close my eyes. <laughs> my eyes. <laughs> well, wait, firstly, just before I so I don't forget, Dom is sporting the the Ravens hoodie. The Keith's got uh, money's in the towing. Ed, have you received yours? I got it, man. And. My wife is trying to steal it from me, bro. Like she was saw it, she was like, Oh, that's gonna be mine. And I was like, Hell no. Uh, <laughs> so I'ma probably have to borrow one. Cause she really liked it. And I was like, dang, this is Nike. This is nice, man. So I haven't worn it yet. But uh, I think we're I think we're going we would say Adidas, but you would say Adidas. I think we're going Adidas slash Adidas next i'm ready dom i think we've got to, we've got to show love to the different brands <laughs> yeah we we say adidas unless you kanye west he say adidas well you know he was probably just trying to make it rhyme you know but uh he was just trying to get kicked out from it wasn't he <laughs> well you know hey kanye on the list man we don't really fool with no more <laughs> <laughs> oh kanye yeah, man. <laughs> well, Dom, this isn't a new Raven. We did have a new Raven uh, that joined, and then they left instantly. Um, you know, one of them. <laughs> it was like in, and then the four hours later they left. What is it that they wanted in that time? That's all I want to know. We should send some sort of feedback survey. Like, what the fuck is it that you wanted in that specific amount of time that you got and then left? What's a, right. what, what fulfills you in that four hours that you now no longer need? <laughs> 
<laughs> what is it? Do you make, maybe they're like they just want to s- listen to the next episode and then peace out, or maybe. maybe. Not Can sure. you get multiple shout outs then? Well, no, we don't shout them out at all. Like, if anything, <laughs> if anything, all I want to do is shout them out to shame them. Shame and them. See, yeah. like, how dare you? Yeah. But if you're, if you're listening, you know who you are, you four hour person. <laughs> you're like a one legged pigeon. You're a pigeon Ooh. where the wings don't work anymore. They got to take. <laughs> you've been half eaten by a cat that's all right you, you've been on ed's instagram feed this week that's right <laughs> wait I, I must have told this story before i must have I, it's, this is the problem for podcasting for like over 250 episodes i don't know i must have told it all by now but i ever tell you about so I, when i was growing up we had a a cat a ginger cat we called freddie dom you remember freddie very well and as cats do, he would kill things sometimes and bring them to the back door as like presents, you know, like mice mm-hmm. and a snake once, um, mm-hmm. which wasn't dead. And my dad to put it in a box and took it to the vet and they were like, oh, it'd be OK. Just put it back where you found it. And he's like, I'm not putting it back in my back garden. <laughs> <laughs> we went and put it like in the woods, like to beyond the back garden. Anyway, one time. Uh, Freddie brought to the door a pigeon that was dead. And uh, my dad looked at it, my dad looked at it, and it was a racing pigeon. And it actually had on its leg, um, you know, like a little tag that had the phone had the phone number on it. And so my dad calls the number and says, you know, I've got your pigeon. And the person says, I've got your pigeon. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, wait, wait. My dad says, I've got your pigeon. And they go, oh, amazing. Did he win? And my dad's like, no, he's dead. (laughs) (laughs) That's crazy. And then they were like, they were like, oh, okay. Doesn't matter. How far did he get? And that, that's what they cared about. They actually, I'm sure they did care about the pigeon to an extent, but they actually just cared about what distance they got to. Wow. Um, so it had to be like, you know, in Hertfordshire, <laughs> Wellham Green, if you want to know. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, there we go. But sorry, we've got sidetracked on pigeons. Dom, this isn't a new raven. This is a better raven. Ooh. We've had somebody that decided, you know what? Hall of Fame wasn't enough. They wanted to jump up and do a little bit of Ultimate Raven. They want to join on some movies. Someone we all know and love. One of Australia's finest. It's Sophie. What can I say? What can I say about Sophie? Goodsy herself has graced us. With her presence and in front of the king of all pigeons. Can you believe it? She has upgraded and become not only a key player, but probably our best ever performer. She was there when Dan Scott himself appeared out of nothing, out of the nothingness 
of the Zoom Nether regions, and he <laughs> surprised us all, except you, Simon, of course. Came out uh, of the Zoom groin. That's it. <laughs> we thought it was your dad, and it almost was. <laughs> but Sophie, Sophie, listen close, because this is important. You've done us proud over the years, but now you're going to make us even prouder. You know why? Because, Sophie, you just became a better raven. There we go. Thank you, you Sophie. Appreciate it. We're working out details um, for Sophie's movie, so that would be really good. Ed, you need to. We need to work out your next movie as well. Uh, looking forward to that. Can I just but can we... I just jump back to the the merch very quickly? I'd just like to oh, say yeah. that everybody that I've sent the merch to across the world. So bear in mind that <laughs> Sophie is in Australia uh, has received her merchandise. People in Texas and Ed, as, not that Ed's in Texas, but you know, people in the States have received their merchandise. But the one person who hasn't received it probably lives about 25 miles away from where <laughs> I live. That's the one person that has not received their merch. Who? Claire? Claire has not received her merchandise. But Claire didn't receive it last time either. Like it was a whole abs- debate. Are you serious? Yeah. I'm serious. So I've, I've said to her, like, let us, like, let's wait like a little bit longer let me know if it doesn't come out and we'll like sort out like a refund for you but it's not got there again she even gave me a different address so that we send it to a different address and it goes there how how has this happened (sighs) it's because our post is terrible that's crazy claire i'm so sorry like because this happened to you before but it did get found it was like at the depot or something so hopefully that is the situation i will say that everybody has said how dope these hoodies are and how dope the t-shirts are and everything they were really our whole thing was with this was to make sure that they were high quality because we hate the quality sometimes that you can get from third party printers all of these dom's showing off in the zoom right now (laughs) we that we had a real good division of labor on this got the designs i went and got them printed and sourced the the hoodies and everything then moved them over to dom dom handled all of the shipping and there we go it was a really good balance of work and it's time to get excited because we now need to start thinking of what the next one's gonna be i don't i mean do we have any ideas ed what would you love to see as a ravens exclusive merch drop I mean, you know I love hoodies. Like, you can't have enough hoodies. Obviously, Dom loves hoodies. Y'all talk about how he turtles when stuff goes down, you know? Like, uh, so you can't go wrong with hoodies, man. Like, I wear a hoodie year-round. I I like to wear them in the gym because they work up a good sweat. I like to wear them um, because they're comfy. So uh, either a hoodie... Or maybe like a um, a shirt that when we meet up in um, North Carolina, we could all wear. Yeah, that I was thinking that like maybe the next picture. one should just should just be a kind of a standard. Like it could be like Adidas or whatever, but it should mm-hmm. just have like. Can you show it, Dom? Just like that perfect, you know, Ravens logo there on the front, and then maybe I'll like put a big twenty three on the back yeah we could do that or we could have like a big a big the big one on the back or maybe Mm -hmm. 
on the front it could say where it's always 10 30 at night and then on the back has the big like ravens oh logo yeah but but you know that that blue and black one i think i bought it that's my favorite one it is man it's so dope like i've got a lot of compliments on it um and even though i think i have the other one that just says it just has you guys logo on it um on the um, left breast, or, and then and I've gotten a lot of compliments on that as well at the gym, and I think I was telling you guys about how uh, one of my my better friends, um, we were I was working out in it, and and uh, she was like, uh, her her daughter was there that day, and she's a teenager, and she was like, we've been binging One Tree Hill, Ed, and and I wanted so bad to say, well, you guys <laughs> listen to the pod. But um, her daughter, she's a teenager. I don't, she shouldn't listen to this pod yet. But the <laughs> mother definitely can. Because, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I was telling them about the pod, of course. And they were like, and she was like, yeah, I'm going to listen. And I was like, yeah, you should. And so uh, I sent her some episodes. And, but I mean, all your stuff that I um, received has been of the highest quality. And so, yeah, man, keep it up. And boost up the prices, man, so y'all can make some money. <laughs> <laughs> we appreciate that. Well, we, we do all of this for just the cost because we just want to provide I, it. But These Ravens got money, man. Let's take it. Try not to Don't. be victims. <laughs> Dom, do you have a preference on like the next design? I can't remember what we said on the. We said something on the watch along. I said something, or maybe on the last episode, I said we should do something, and it was like, oh yeah, that's a good idea. And then I com- I completely forgotten what it was, so I have no idea what I'd, what we'd actually said. I'm pretty sure it might have been pre-recording of the watch along as well. Oh, so no. um, preamble, the yeah. But if anyone remembers. Yeah. what we were talking about the last time we did a, a watch along or, or whatever it was then then let us know because maybe, maybe some remember. sort of maybe some sort of design like that would be quite funny of having like us as sort of like an angel and the devil through your headphones and <laughs> having some sort of like a reference to the show like something of me being a colonel and something about you having a ball gag in or something like something <laughs> yeah something fun that you want to put on a hoodie you know right, to show thing, mom one thing i will never ever commission or allow is me in a ball gag anywhere <laughs> well, I'll, i'd like the me- i'll be messaging ali the graphic designer so we're going a little <laughs> bit different on this one make me look like some sort of esteemed colonel and make dom look like a gimp with a ball gag in Make him look a bit distressed in the eyes, you know, a bit stressed. <laughs> oh, um, dear. Or did you guys say anything about us? Uh, not joking, but I I could have sworn on the episode someone said something about a, a sweat towel for real. I want to say we I, have I, them, bro. We have uh, mine's not to hand, but we have sweat towels for there real. We go. Is, there we go. Is your is yours around, Dom? Uh, I didn't get a sweat towel. Oh yes, I did. I did. You gave me one. Yeah, no, it's it's in my wardrobe next door mm-hmm. in the, in okay the room. okay i had to check it out wardrobe. I, wardrobe. <laughs> that doesn't sound like it's infrequent <laughs> use you, it's not why it's is not that use not, i don't want to i don't want to like get a sweat into it i don't want to yeah i don't want to bring 
harm to it. I want to protect it. You know, it's with the jerseys in a, in a special place. Actually, use it. <laughs> I, want, I like to think of you every like you lay it out on your bed every day and then at night you sort of gently fold it you know like how people fold the american flag you like fold it into corners <laughs> yeah. and then you like salute it and I got, uh i got one that's the star and if you guys that <laughs> so it's like uh from my college and i actually designed that sweat towel back when i worked at my college and so i I was like, uh, I kept my samples for my portfolio because uh, I'm a designer. And I was like, you know what? I'm not going to ever use this freaking portfolio because I don't really design like that anymore. And so I just got it slapped up on the wall over there. So if I give me a Raven tile, it's going to go over there and that's the dark. Yeah. <laughs> I, just re- I just remembered what our idea was on the last watch along it was it was inspired by mike who will never listen or never hear the credit that i'm about to give him but mike famously wears a team dom t-shirt on our watch along so i said what we should do is team dom and team simon so so get the orders in who wants team dom who wants team simon and then send them out um as though so everybody has kind of like a Again, the same, the Ravens logo that we've got. I really love this logo. I think it's a great logo. So, so it, it really pops on that hoodie as well. Yeah. So we can just make that a t-shirt. So it has, yeah. it has the Ravens logo and then Team Dom, Team Simon, whatever. What, or team. On, 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 the, on the back or on the front? Like I think on the back. that on the says, front and then on the... Yeah. But you know, they see, but it's so unfair because I would order a Team Dom one. You know, I can't have Team Simon on my back, so I'd order a Team Dom one. Dom wouldn't order one. It'd be like fucking bollocks. Like his <laughs> sales are going up. Yeah, yeah I'm like, get, I'm on the phone to my mum. Like, order a hoodie, please. Come on, order fifteen. Yeah, this, this could cause some problems. <laughs> but, but like, I, I do love that idea. And Team Dom has like number twenty three, and then. uh Simon's like whatever Lucas number was, you know. So three, wasn't it? It's free. It's free. Yeah. Yeah. It's That'll free. be the orders we, we get. <laughs> negative zero. Negative we do you know what we, you know what we could do though? We could like so where it says like team Dom, Team Simon, whatever, we could have like little uh things to it. So like above the lettering or something, like not ball gags and things, but little things like are references to things that are your kind of references on the pod. On, no, yes. I won't put a, I won't put a ball gag on. But stuff that are like your little references and my little references. Like there could be a I little like something about Travis or something that's behind. You know, keeping up appearances, up appearances or yeah. the Colonel thing or something on mine, and then on yours could be Karen. stuff like yeah, right, yes. Yeah, oh, so you okay. could have like Karen coming above it, and uh, that's a great idea. Cash yeah, little things. The cash, yeah, little, like little whitey inspired things. Like, you can have little things to make it more. Yes, I think that's really good. We should do that. That is nice good. Idea. Nice. Those are okay. sell. I, those shirts will. I would Which get one ones will sell though? Ed. <laughs> I would get one of each. I know. I'm... We should. We should. Yeah, I think that. I think we should make them a set. You get one. You have to get both. Oh, you yeah. <laughs> can only get. <laughs> yeah you can only get one you can't uh, do you know what? I, I don't think i'd be that that fast if everybody was team simon anyway <laughs> they wouldn't they would all go team dom to to break me 
break my heart. <laughs> we know he'll cry. Let's do it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. A little, little flow there, Ed. Right. Well, let's get into this episode because uh, we need, we need to make we need to make the most of our time. Uh, oh, there's so many other little things that we need to talk about, but we'll have to talk about and save them for another day. But mm-hmm. just know that there is a big One Tree Hill convention happening in Paris later this year. That's only a couple hours on the train for Dom and I. Dom's hiding behind the microphone. I have already been in email contact with them. <laughs> and by contact, I mean I've emailed them and they have not responded. Uh, I've also message them on instagram and they have not even seen it but i am determined to try and get involved so that dom and i can go and podcast from their interviews all of that what we really need to happen is we need paul johansson to be announced then i slide into paul's dms one two we're going on the Eurostar. <laughs> is it the Eurostar or euro tunnel to star the Eurostar, star, right yeah so more to come on that later. Dom, keep the end of September clear, my friend. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but tonight's episode, Ed, is a big one, is it? I guess so. There's a fashion show. There's lots of things to talk. Ed's Ed's unsure. What what do we where do we even start, Ed? Which thread are we following? Uh Nathan. For sure. So, yeah, get get to the hot stuff. Um, I guess, um, Dom, are you going to break it down for us? <laughs> Come on, Dom. This is yes, your function. That could, be go, that could go on the back. That could go on the back of your thing. A Dom synopsis. You know? <laughs> Damn, Dom. Motherfucking well, gangsters are right now in a Newcastle <laughs> accent. Can I hear it one time? <laughs> the motherfucking gangsters are right now. <laughs> there we go. We are, by the way, we are. Um, yeah, Nathan, Nathan's episode. Well, it's it, it it's out there. It happens. I can't remember her name. Renee. Yep. Renee. A lying uh, bitch. Is she's a lying bitch? But the story <laughs> is. Now, so it starts, off, <laughs> starts off with Nathan being a little bit subdued in this episode, uh, not being that like interested in like working out, and he's kind of disappeared for a few days. And you know, come on, it's a contract year; you got to be doing all this and doing all that. And his uh, agent Clay is saying to him, "You know, come on, you got you 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 need to keep in that flow. You know, regardless of what's going on, you've still got to be out there performing, uh, and we can sort you out a contract. You know, it's, it's important that you." keep your head in the game um and he's like okay yeah cool i'll, I'll do that and he, he gets going that. that's it and then we find out that it has been released the story is out there um and we mouth has a kind of interesting journey with this uh toying with the idea of releasing uh you know of of, of talking about it on 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 the news um but yeah the story is out there Haley is obviously you know kind of a a bit distraught by it but is kind of like yeah we're gonna we're gonna fight this together it's fine you know you don't have to keep apologizing like i do um but the biggest kind of thing for nathan i think is um kind of one his 
time with Jamie and explaining the situation to Jamie and she'd be like, if I'm having a kid with anyone, it's with your mum, no one else. And I'm pretty sure there's one on the way after the nasty, like dirty bathroom sex they had a few episodes ago. So there's something happening right there. So something's cooking if, in there. <laughs> if, if it's not a baby, it's an STD. One yeah. of the two. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Caught it off the sink, you know what I mean? That wash basin was dirty. Either way, bodies are going to change, you know? Things are falling off. Um, And uh, so he has that kind of, that moment with Jamie and explaining the situation to him uh, and then kind of figuring out what's next. Uh, uh, And then he has his moment of kind of like, don't say anything in the press, you know, just no comment. Everything everything that they ask you is no comment don't say anything and then when he gets interviewed at the end of the fashion show um he then does like a really like mature thing and says really proud of brooke and how she's grown and changed and like what wonderful person she's become uh and yeah into the thing that you're actually interested in no comment see you later and walks off so an interesting episode for for nathan there's a there's a little bit of progression in the story and that it's it's come out and obviously Haley's ending is really important in this episode i think what do you think about nathan ed <laughs> always something <laughs> <laughs> always something with my boy but uh yeah we're gonna see how this is going to play out um and um i think since well obviously since last i came on new characters for him to interact with uh, the agent um, character. Um, I remember when he first showed up, how I felt uh, in on rewatch. Um, he's a he's a good character. Sort of um, um, taking the place of Lucas, I guess. So, but. Uh, he's a strong, strong character, and um, and Nathan. We're gonna see how this is gonna play out over time. I really like the. Uh, I don't know why. I, I always remember it as well. It always sticks out where Nathan is lifting, doing the bench press, and lifting <laughs> weights, and uh, and he says like, you know. Ha- He's, Clay says something like, how many have you done? He says, like, oh, 27. He's like, no, it's more like 20. We don't count it unless the bar goes down to your chest. I don't, it's just like a really good moment. Yeah, that stood out to me too, man. Like, I was like, this dude is no rep, no rep, no rep, no rep. Like, because, <laughs> like, uh, you guys know I, I love the training. <laughs> and so, like, uh, my trainer, they're right now, they're, um, going to compete in a CrossFit competition in a couple of weeks. And him and the owner of our gym, they were practicing the other day. Like, I go sometime early in their training. And so he was like, no rep, no rep, no rep. And she's just getting frustrated because he's like, look, if you do this at the competition, we're going to lose. But, yeah, Nathan was taking that bar nowhere near his chest. Like, <laughs> and so I was like, dude. You ain't doing a thing. And then at the end, he goes, that was 30 reps. I don't care what you say. I'm like, nah. <laughs> yeah. I, I love Nathan. But, I mean, I'm obviously biased towards him. Well, 
In fact, it's a good question, a good thing to bring up. So, Dom, now that Lucas is out of the show and you've had a couple episodes of experiencing that um, and, you know, these new characters are in, have you felt the lack of his presence? Like, as in, do you think if you removed Clay and added Lucas, would season seven feel or be any different, any better, any worse? Um, like it's certainly a different dynamic because obviously we've lost that that brother kind of element and the family and the relationship with with Haley. Um, that he's Jamie's real dad and you know all of that stuff. Here we go. So, <laughs> so there's all that that kind of like personal in like interrelationships that are, are now gone, uh, and he has been replaced with someone who is essentially like an employee for really you know realistically. Um, cause you know, his agent is technically works for him and that's, that is what it is. Um, but actually I don't miss Lucas. I'll be honest. I, I'm not fast that he's gone. Um, I guess, you, you know, the dynamics have changed slightly between people, but not, not a great deal. Um, so yeah, it's not, it's not actually that different. They're just kind of substituting Lucas and Peyton for Clay and the sister. What's the sister's Qu- name? Quinn. 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 And and they're a little bit more jolly than the other two, so it's quite nice to have them around, I guess. Um, I, I was thinking though earlier, like if I had a I had a thought about the show in general, and I know we've mentioned it being soap opery before. Is this no longer a teen drama? Good question. I don't think no. I think this is now they're fully crossing over into. Yeah, like just adult drama, just drama. Like, uh, people, ad- people in their twenties drama. Uh, but even though they're still in their meant to be in their early twenties, we we say we always say we see them more in their like mid to late twenties. But yeah, it does, and a lot of it does feel soap opery with better production value. So what what defines something as a teen drama? Is it the character age that's teen or is it the people watching it that are teens? Because this is where I'm confused. Because I was thinking if I was a teen, like not to say that teenagers won't watch this, but I was thinking this, I, I, I don't think this is for me now. I think watching this as a teenager, when you when you think about teenage brain and or maybe even early 20s kind of Simon watching One Tree Hill for the first time, you're kind of still in that, mode that arena you can kind of appreciate it and understand what they're going through because you've not long lived through that that kind of era of the the life that they're representing now we get to this point as a teenager are you going this isn't my life anymore or are you going i'm just going to continue to watch it because you know i I love the characters i love the characters from before I i don't really get it anymore i'm not i don't understand how we frame the program like, do we just say it's an adult drama now? What do you think, Ed? You know, that that's like going back again to my friend. When she said that she was watching it with her daughter, I was like, I bet that is awkward. Because <laughs> her daughter, she's basically, she's a freshman in high school. I, I couldn't see myself watching One Tree Hill with my daughter or my son. Because I remember how it was. You know how back in the day you watch a movie with Pops and then the uh, sex scene. I was sitting there like, and then my dad was a holy roller. So he would try to 
you know, turn their channel because I'm saying like, oh, dude, we watching this? This what we watching right now? Uh, Mr. Bible told her. And so it's, I think um, the show probably aged up with its audience and maybe someone, you know, we got a lot of people in their Discord that know everything. So maybe they will know like the uh, stats on um, <laughs> who the target audience was. Uh, so I say that we can ask them or maybe when uh, this hits uh, the Patreon or Discord, they'll discuss it and, and let us know because um, we go to them and see what they say. But I, I think that that's what probably happened. Their target audience aged up. But I, I go back to another episode and it made me really giggle. Uh, and I think I messaged you guys when y'all were talking about target audience is supposed to be females and y'all are basically calling, I wouldn't say really calling them out, but you sort of like, huh? this how you treat your target audience? <laughs> so so it's like the, the group that's doing like pretty little liars. Like I told you, I watched that show with my wife as well. And I was sitting here like, this some, you know what I want to say. But I, I'm not going to offend. But at the same time, you're like, how can you let like a teenage girl watch this? Mm. You know, it's sort of. Um, but hey, I got my daddy shoes on now. So I, I see it differently. But you know, kids are gonna watch. They want to watch stuff like that. That's that's who they want to see. They want we want to see some sex, man. You might as well watch it with mama, huh? <laughs> I I I agree with you. I think it is that. I think it is that the audience aged with the show. So I think when you're watching it in a vacuum and we can i mean we haven't binged through it but when you can then watch it as a whole body of work it then i think it does then change genres uh but yeah i think it's that it's made that transition from teen drama that's about the protagonist of teenagers to just a drama that is about people in their 20s um yeah yeah thank you both uh so Nathan then kind of... But, but do you miss Lucas and Peyton? Are you missing them? Oh, yeah. I was also going to ask about Peyton, but you kind of then went on and answered it. Uh, Well, not not really, actually, because it feels like their stories had been told. Um, Like, as in, that's not to say they don't come back. Um, We don't know if this is uh, forever or not. You know, we will not say. But it feels like their stories had round had rounded up, um, where the other characters, it feels like there's more to do. But also, like I've said previously, in my opinion, the stories were kind of finished by like the end of last season. We're just now spending time with these people, which is nice to do, uh, but it doesn't feel as urgent anymore. Like it feels like they've kind of we've kind of got to their places, you know, like as in, yeah, but. Nathan, yes, I think you kind of wrapped him up quite nicely. I mean, maybe we should talk about Haley before you give your predictions because maybe some of that is probably going to intertwine. Um, Ed, how did you feel about Haley in this one? She essentially is playing the position of being the 
wife of an alleged adulterer <laughs> in public and gets questioned on it from a reporter during an interview and then ends up slapping Renee in public after being goaded, provoked mm-hmm. for that reaction. I mean, why else would she be there, Ed, saying your husband did filthy, filthy things to <laughs> me that you would never do? In a minute, we'll go to Don to ask what he thinks those things are. But in the meantime, Ed, what is your opinion? In the pregnant woman, Lord. Oh, that was... uh. Haley, <laughs> my favorite uh, NBA player, Kobe Bean, rest in peace. I think that, like, sometimes the show is just, it hits on stereotype type stuff, you know, and, you know, the promiscuous athlete and stuff like that. So we'll see. Um, like I said, where this goes. But Haley, during this episode, she fell for that, um, obviously, trap. It was a lot of media at that event, too. <laughs> <laughs> but but they did make it a point to, um, I, I did notice um, um, on a second rewatch how they, like when Brooke mentioned, well, I've flown all these people to North Carolina for a fashion show. Which that ain't realistic, you know. They probably she probably wouldn't unveil her line in uh, NYC, but hey, she she's sticking to her roots, and so they mentioned that, and then the media was at play a lot in this episode, going back on it with, with mouth, um, with her fashion show. They popping up in Nathan's face at the fashion show. They outside, you know, at the right time set up. Uh, and then she also played the role as well in this episode of uh, being um, the little character on the shoulder for for her sister. Um, and her hair was really cool at the end. And I know that's random, but hey, lady looked good with that hair. I was like, look at her. But, uh, and they once again mentioned, tried to, you know, uh, allude to her <laughs> making music. I know you guys have been talking about that a lot on Pigeon Time and still didn't hear a song. But she was <laughs> going to play the lady some music, but the lady only got five minutes of an interview. Damn. So got out of it. <laughs> right. And and Dom Miranda kind of came to Haley's defense, mm-hmm. maybe showing a chink in the armor, so to speak, of her hardened um sort of demeanor facade demeanor yeah um how did you feel about all of that uh i kind of again i kind of thought she was gonna come to the rescue a little bit it it would be impossible to have a reporter speak to Haley about anything without bringing up what had just been released about her husband so uh, i sort of thought she's kind of making her speak to this reporter um, but was going to step in at some point and be like, right, that's enough. We're not going to talk to you anymore. But actually, she kind of went one step further than that and was like, oh, I remember that time you shit yourself in the Hamptons or whatever. <laughs> and she was like, that never happened. It was like, well, you know, neither, neither did this, you know, get fucked, get out of here. And that was kind of it. So, yeah. 
you guys don't too much care for that character, right? The, She's a terrible representation of British people. <laughs> terrible representation. Um, but what, Dom? Do you have a prediction for Haley for Nathan? Uh, just they're just gonna continue to to battle it, haven't they? I think Haley's gonna end up in the papers as well. There might even be a, like a little police report and she's got to do some community service you know that would be quite you know interesting but it's like you've like Haley, you've made the case worse you know because of this happening and that happening and there'll be a little bit of tension about it but you know nathan's comes out as being really supportive and Haley's really supportive of him so i think they'll figure it out and they'll kind of move on to the next phase and the next phase is disproving uh that it's that there isn't that either isn't a baby or it's not his baby um uh, that's gonna that's gonna go on for a while i think unfortunately it's gonna drag at least you know another six to eight months depending on <laughs> how long the baby's been in there so yeah uh, i think she might even turn around and be like yeah i'm having a baby too and it, it'll be this whole nathan scott's having two babies with two different women <gasps> but actually he isn't and that's it seen that before in you <laughs> yeah, oh. this is the start of like the next generation of Lucas and Nathan. Yeah, come on, come on. Now you know reboot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't want to be. There we go. Yeah, <laughs> remix it. Love it. Yeah. Well, okay. Where are we going next, Ed? Who else? Well, who are we hitting next? We'll go to um, their son. Um, Nets. And how about her buying all those magazines, bro? Like, that's crazy. I would have been mad at her ass. <laughs> but I think that I, I get it, though. I, I think that's the sort of thing, I don't know, would I have done that? It's like you just want to get it off so that other people aren't reading it. But I guess at the same point, you're, you're literally giving them money. Mm-hmm. You're supporting mm. it. Yeah. <laughs> Little Chuck up there got one at the playground. Like, yeah. <laughs> naughty, naughty. <laughs> man, I forgot about Little Chuck. Man. Your dad got hosed. <laughs> <laughs> this yeah. is the best. Well, yeah, Jamie's sort of function in this is just to add guilt, really, or add weight to it that you know he doesn't really understand and nathan's having to explain that sometimes people do bad things um i I actually thought that the explanation he gave which was good would actually be would actually be said differently now when he was like sometimes bad people do these different things i think you'd actually say sometimes people do bad things not necessarily saying this is a bad person it's just all people are people and sometimes people do things that um you know are not don't have integrity and uh we have to forgive those people and and try and move on like more more that kind of vibe um don't know maybe i'm just sugarcoating but maybe you should just be yeah she's a fucking prick and <laughs> trying to take us for everything we've got you like that swimming pool in the garden she wants one in hers okay <laughs> this is how the world works kid man it's, it's some us going back to uh what art imitating life it's a it's a player right now going through like uh 
uh, deal right now where this Instagram model says that uh, he got her pregnant and he, this dude told the um, girl to abort the baby. Like, it's um, one of the more popular um, players. His name is Anthony Edwards. He plays for the Timberwolves. And uh, so it's just crazy. And so, like I said, man, this type of stuff ain't nothing hurting because uh, athletes have been doing this stuff for a long time. They said Babe Ruth was banging. You know, come on, Babe Ruth. He looked like he was just a fatty, you know, back in the day. <laughs> but it don't matter. Uh, you got that esteem because even with Nathan, I think one of um, you you guys were talking with one of the. Uh, Australian Ravens, you remember when she was talking about the deal with the underage player? Uh, mm. uh, and they were still letting that dude play. I, I, I haven't heard any, I think his name was, uh, his name is Josh Giddy. And it's crazy what you what people will overlook what an athlete will do. Like, it's really crazy. Like, literally in the NBA, we've had athletes kill people and still be allowed to play. Especially in the NFL, the NFL is well, they're sick. If you could play, play ball, like like here in Memphis, we had this guy named John Morant. He's like infatuated with guns and stuff. And Memphis is one of the um it has a reputation for being one of the more violent gun like style cities. And he just doesn't get it. Like he's came back playing now. And like the other day, he celebrated by it appeared that he was doing like gun motions with his hands, and he his dad um, is telling him, "Hey, I'm just going. We're going to do what we do." So that's how uh, important athletes are in the U.S. Um, I know that you guys are really big on soccer. Do do the soccer players ever do any stupid shit like <laughs> like? What the Americans do? American athletes? Uh, yeah, all the time. I, I mean, they're mostly... And they get away mostly, with it, don't they? Uh, they mostly get caught, um, like, either... The, there's, like, cheating scandals as well mm-hmm. and things like that. But it's it's the ones that... Um, let, uh, there's no delicate way to put this other than there are footballers that have sexually assaulted women and mm-hmm. have got away with it mm-hmm. for for big, just because of their status and their money. Uh, but there are some, on the other side of that, there are some that have done it and have been put in prison for a long time. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's one who also um, uh, was messaging a girl who was underage. And wow. I mean, this girl was 14, who is in prison wow. at the moment. Yeah, he's been in prison for a long time. And hopefully he stays there for a long time. Um, and yeah, it's just some it's crazy. horrible, horrible shit like that. But yeah. some of them, some of them go to prison, and some of them get away with it because of their profile. You know, I mean, yeah. not to not to say that this is true or real, but mm-hmm. Cristiano Ronaldo's had allegations against him, and he's the biggest athlete yeah, in exactly. the world. Yeah, yeah you know. So, but he's he's never seen the inside of a prison cell, um, and and never will because he's a billionaire. So. Right, they have the money to shush it because, like, I remember when the Kobe stuff went down, he sh- he shushed the girl. It was proven mm. that the girl was doing some stuff, but you know the the sad part is they all always take the athlete side. 
And I think like what I've learned is I like these athletes, but I'm like, hell, I don't know these guys. I, I just like what they do on the court. I try not to get too attached where I'm like defending them and shit because I don't really know. So mm. I just try to keep it to strictly what I see them do on their field of play. But I don't get to the point where I'm obsessed like, uh, what did he eat? You know, or this and that. But um, some people do that with celebrities and famous people. And I think that's a dangerous thing to do. One thing I will say about football fans of his, so soccer fans, is that there's a unity in hating these players. Mm-hmm. So there, there's a there's a player that plays for well, he plays for Arsenal currently, uh, who one of like the the top teams in in England right now, and uh, he had like an allegation against him and it was pretty much like a yeah this has happened but again it all sort of disappeared and went away and every time he played like last year maybe the year before it's like every time he got the ball everyone in the crowd booed every time he had the ball so he might pass the ball and then it gets passed back to him quite quickly as soon as he receives the ball everybody boos and that and that I've actually seen that happen like a, f- a few times with a few different players at different teams. You know, yeah. actually, there's a unity with everyone that this player then just gets booed because yeah. nobody likes them because they're yeah. you know a, a predator and an animal and you know shouldn't be doing what they're doing. It's just you know they get away with it because of money and privilege. Right. So yeah. So they gonna catch it. Can we can we talk about Millie, y'all? <laughs> straight back in straight back in yeah. <laughs> Millie Rock. tell us t- tell us about Millie I love Millie y'all um I think that um the actress that does uh um she does a great job of uh, how she portrays Millie to me because like it's crazy when you look at Millie like she's just as beautiful as any other the cast members but they always try to portray her like she's less than. But I think that that um, actress does a great job of 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 being um, of portraying that. Like she's a very probably like I think last time we were we were seeing how she's probably the best character like moral wise on the show, and she's just a fun character to root for. But um, I know growing up. I always was attracted to women like that because no one wants to look at the girl that's always like, look at me, look at me. I, it's a lot of women like that, but like she is very humble, but yet she's just, like I said, just as beautiful as anyone else, but she's not out front with it. So I thought that this episode was really cool um, to give her shine. Uh, I Now the way it came about, <laughs> It's crazy uh, with this other new character. It's Alice. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So I see what she was trying to do. Uh, what, what, are you, what are your thoughts on it? I know we were talking about Millie and Alice in this terrible model. Other Me. Time. I I yeah I I really like Billy and I think like what you were just describing she's kind of got the similar <clears throat> excuse me that similar kind of vibe to how Haley was treated in the first season where it's like oh here's a character that's obviously yeah is obviously as 
you know, um, beautiful as all these, you know, the other female uh, characters, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, but she's kind of overlooked because I don't know she wears glasses or because, <laughs> like, you know, she, you know, like in she's all that. She's got the paint. She's got the paint covered overalls. You take them off and put on a prom dress, and she's prom queen. You know, it's just like <laughs> these ridiculous tropes. But she does play it really well, and I. People might, I might catch some hate for this. It's possible. But dare I say, I enjoy the collaboration and relationship between Millie and Alex. I like it. It's kind of a nice yin and yang. I know people have their opinions, including you, Dom. Very strong opinions on Alex Dupre. (laughs) I guess we'll get to that in a moment. But I think it works quite nicely together. And I like how Alex was the one that made that happen for Millie and was just like, you know, she's got better legs than I called her Celestrious on the uh watch along because I thought she was I can't what was her name? Solaris, Solaris. The, from like season two. I was like, oh they've brought her back, Celestrious, but it's a different actress, a different model. But yeah, she she like drugged her essentially Man. because she was being a dick and then drew moustaches and whatever on her face (laughs) uh and then there you go we got this wonderful moment where millie's saying you know i can't do this zero i'm not a size zero zero is not a size okay we've got a new catchphrase going on though millie okay not a size zero i mean uh, who is but also has a great figure they almost were kind of painting her as if she was a like a, a larger woman right. uh, and she wasn't at all which really doesn't hit like now in 2024 mm-hmm. keep forgetting we're in 2024 like if they were to do this now then it should be of a person that of a larger size not just hey here's a really skinny person and let's say to the world that she's not or act as if she's not like it's really it's poor representation and it's also a poor message i think to the what to the viewers of saying look this person is <laughs> we're saying not of a healthy size and it's like what what are you saying like i don't know am i being too harsh no no, no you're, you're spot on mate it's this exactly what's happening it's it's literally um kind of that it kind of feels like that world or the world they're representing is, you know, this is why we have so many problems in, in like this day and age and why it's starting mm-hmm. to change. There is a shift change in the world when it comes to looking at models and, and pictures of people and representing the act, the populace and the, and the actually pe- real people. And that's what it's about. And like Millie is not by any means a, a larger, a larger a woman, you know, she's, she's slender and you, you know she's you know she she's not fat let's put it out then right but they're making out that she is and she's some sort of beast um right. and but i guess that's i i think that's more of a reflection of the the model herself and how she's treating her um the, than anyone else because i mean there's even references earlier on and in earlier seasons that brooks on the larger side and stuff like that which is just nonsense um so th- I think that was a uh, uh, kind of a one tree hillism, I guess. But this, I think, is just making the model look particularly shitty and kind of pointing out that that world is a bit shitty and, and uh, a difficult one to toy with. But Victoria has kind of the right message at the end where she's like, close over bruiser for everyone. 
and that's mm. kind of the, the mm. point i guess that they're making but it's kind of like a last minute point isn't it because victoria has always been very much on the side of you're not the right size or shape for this you know so she's yeah. had a sh- definite shift change as well she's spinning the narrative that fits at the time that's convenient uh, for her of course yeah i, I agree because you know and i may be in the minority don't get me wrong i think the message was good the you know what zero in the size i think that message was good but like when they had her in the red dress i was like why can't she just wear the red dress just like the other girl was going to do um because like really um and and like i said i'm not definitely not trying to be negative but it's like hey she's just like all the other girls that's the way i saw it like if not better looking and so um yeah that's that's crazy to me um i I think there is go ahead sorry sorry no it's just there is a touch of that self-confidence issue with her though isn't Mm -hmm. there is that i'm i'm not good enough because Mm -hmm. i think her being in that world and and, and having people like that model talk to her that way mm-hmm. and how Victoria was with her and kind of yep. how she's always felt probably from being a school kid to this point oh, yeah. is that she she's always been kind of pigeonholed into there you go king pigeonholed into a specific <laughs> category of person of woman of shape of size right. which is absolute bollocks if right. you ask me uh, but she feels that and, and i guess she that's what she's representing and she says but i can't do that because i'm not a size zero i'm not that person i can't yeah. walk out and be a model i'm not i'm not a model and 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 this is where the that i, I think alex is a great character in this in this mm-hmm. episode i think she she she's the one that's encouraging her and saying you can do this mm-hmm. you can fit into that dress you can don't forget what she's doing she's a dickhead you know let's <laughs> let's go out go out there and be your bold self because that's what people want to see and I, I actually think that's that's the positive message we need to take yes. from the episode and pe- people should take from from kind of life going forward is just be your be, be your best yourself. self don't don't worry about all these right. stigmas and stuff you're right absolutely i i think all good point ed's processing it we got ed (laughs) no man you go ahead i'll I'll speak out yeah (laughs) no i like i don't want you to lose your thought (laughs) you know know they'll go you know they'll hashtag sling blade listen to that episode uh i was just gonna say that i think if you did i agree with everything both of you said um and i think that it is ultimately a good message but i think what would be more powerful um if it was being done now is you would just have different models of different sizes you know everything like different all just all different walks of life just modeling you wouldn't put a label on it you wouldn't even put a label on to say zero isn't a size or whatever you just re- you just have that representation within it and that's that is the statement of saying mm. that this is for everybody and then you could say that in an interview afterwards and say hey this the we're trying to illustrate here that our clothes are for every everybody by putting this label on it it's just a bit like if someone did that now i think it would just be looked at as a bit of like a well, you just doing it as like a pr stunt or mm-hmm. you're uh what about these days these days and ages it would be like well what about the people that are a size zero you know um Good it's point. like 
That's a good you're, point. You're, you're cornering someone in some way. In fact, just have every just have different people right. modeling your clothes. What That's, what was you gonna say, Ed? Uh dude. I, was, <laughs> I really uh, was going to just piggyback on what y'all were gonna say uh about it. Like you said, it's like everybody now is always offended. That that's like for me, I sort of deal in reality. Like if someone says, like, hey, you fat, I'm like, yeah, I am fat. But uh and what, you know? So it's like uh like I said, like I, I train and stuff like that. I I do it to be better. Sometimes I'm smaller, sometimes I'm bigger. But it's like you said, you you have to realize your differences because you know what? Sometimes those same people, it is like when you're in the gym, I always say, don't compare yourself to other people because those people go through stuff too. Uh, just like you do uh, and you don't know what a person journey is or whatever uh, but you just try to make each other feel better so that you can keep pushing um, no matter what you're dealing with and so um, I did like you said it, it, I guess if you look back on it it was like more, one of the more positive messages from the show uh, um, and I just I, I really like this character and I like the fact that in this episode, at least uh, Alice, um, she was uplifting that character and she did it was in a sucky way a little bit in Sleeping Pills but that other character was being really mean. Uh, uh, it was unnecessary. You, you don't treat people like they're less than and so I'm glad that uh, Millie got to come up and that she had the support and empowerment from someone else that is in the modeling world per se but I just thought it was kind of weird like I was like okay so you got a wife beater on with a zero poster on it like on, like in the, in the sort of at first they had it covered I, I get it you know it really didn't matter what she had on but I was just thinking well that other girl was going to wear that dress she could have worn but Dom made a good point in saying she got to do what she's comfortable with so they made her feel comfortable and so they empowered her it didn't even matter what she had on in the end what I will say though the sad part is then she ignored Mouth's phone call it's like <laughs> yeah. what's that like, you didn't need what's that <laughs> well, she should have just been like hey i've just had a really great night like a big moment come celebrate with me or um oh okay i i'll i'll be back later i'm just but i'm gonna go out and you know enjoy this moment or whatever um it just felt a bit shitty to like ignore his call you she know put when that she... boy in the messages man <laughs> send it straight to voicemail and yeah mouth he in the tough spot right now, man. <laughs> Oof, tough, tough spot. I guess. Oh yeah. Well, yeah, I, I, absolutely. I mean, Dom, what did you think about Mouth's predicament in this? It, you know, he's he's got. Um, he showed a bit of integrity, I think, which was which was mm. good because obviously he's been asked to um, reveal the story about Nathan. He'd already been asked about it, like what's going on, what's happening, and he goes and finds out a little bit of information but he doesn't really share anything he's like it, it's nothing you know it's just 
nonsense um and then his the the kind of station manager finds more out and is like how can you say it's nothing you know blah 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 and he's like but it's all tabloid gossip it's you know we're we're not that kind of platform where we're better than that and he's like you know well i'll decide whether we're better than that or not and and just there's someone who just wants the story and there's mouth who's like i've got a bit of integrity this is actually a friend of mine um and i don't want to go down that that channel i don't want to be this a, a tabloid journalist i want to present the sport um and that's it and then the guy says you're off the air you know <laughs> mcfadden or whatever he says at the end so i don't know whether that means you don't have a job or you're certainly not going to present for a little while you're going to do stuff in the in the background um either way i think he's you know he's going through a bit of a tough time and he phones millie for a bit of support but you know she's having a great time and a great night and i think Fair enough. Don't answer it. Don't talk to him because he's only going to dampen your mood, isn't he? <laughs> wrong with you, Dom. Something's yeah, he will. He will look very fun at the party, you know. Because, but oh boy, it, that's a tough one. That's a tough one. Well, let's let's move through some of the other characters because I know that uh, time is slipping through this the. the sand clock what's it called it's the sand when the sand goes through the wasting seconds on this wasting seconds on the sand <laughs> trying to describe the sand <sighs> i don't Let's like talk. sand <laughs> <laughs> i don't like sand uh let's talk about quinn and david may i say aka drab and drab just <laughs> oh like she treats him terrible just communicate he seems way too old for her but okay and <laughs> just quinn i don't know are you a piece of shit i, 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 <laughs> I second maybe it's like something terrible's happened isn't it it's like there was a change in the music as well where she's like where she's sitting with Haley. The noisettes are playing. It's all fun and exciting. And then there's a sudden change in the music when they're talking to each other. Just a slight fraction of like, kind of like, dun, dun, dun. It was like a little bit serious. Like, <laughs> I, I've made my decision. And, you know, the decision is to continue to be a bitch. And that was kind of it, really. It was like, fair play. <laughs> Carrie, you, you, do, you do you, girl. <laughs> and, and because what? Because he changed. And I don't want you to have to change for me. But you, it's like you never loved this dude ever because if you did you would want to work at it at least and you don't have to stay with him but you would at least want to see why did you like the big we've said this on the podcast many times that love is not a stationary thing this is not me trying to preach or say i like i as if i know the answers or anything but what i have learned from 14 years of a relationship 10 years of marriage like those are my credentials so far. <laughs> uh, I'm sure you got me beat, Ed. Have you got me beat? Uh, yeah. <laughs> then I'm you can tell me. Uh, you... <laughs> let's see. Going into 14 years married. Yeah. So okay, so you can t you can tell me if if I'm on the right track or not. You uh, got it, bro. I'm sure. I'm sure you know. Well, I, the people know, but just da The sand is running through the clock again, but. <laughs> you people change and evolve right as we as we grow older and not even necessarily with time like experiences things shape us we change and so to be in love is to continue to fall in love 
with mm. your partner as they continue to evolve into different versions of themselves, as you continue to evolve into different versions of yourself. And it's about continuing to work to be together and continuing to fall in love with that person and let that love deepen. I don't think Quinn gets any of that. She's like, he's changed. I'm done. I'm, I'm, I want some new Dick Clay over here <laughs> because he's been slinging it around with everybody else. I want a piece. Quinn, the fuck? Yeah, it was really sad when she told that dude, I don't want you to change for me or whatever. It, that would sound like, a, I call that a uh, when she was with him, it was a relationship of convenience for the time. And like you said, man, um, being married to someone, you got a, um, a responsibility of a man being in love with a woman. You have to keep on um, lighting that flame. Come on, man. Like uh, we be getting on um, Nathan and Haley now, you know, banging in bathrooms and stuff. You know, you got to <laughs> do something, bro. You got to keep that thing lit. Uh uh, they gonna move on to to that next piece of clay. So that's 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 real. Like you have to keep people interested in you, or it just becomes boring. What do you think, Dom? I mean, people change and they evolve, don't they? I think that this is like you. You're both making like the, the perfect points in that you know you you kind of. As someone changes and develops, and and you're changing and developing, it's it's kind of like you have to, you know, try and support them with that and understand it, and and try and learn like why they're changing, how they're changing, what and kind of what they want to become, um, and it and either of thing is gonna like uh, it's basically fifty fifty, isn't it? Is you're gonna appreciate and accept the change and enjoy it and and want to help them with it. Or you're going to change so much as well that you're going in opposite directions and then it becomes this problem. But with, with this case, it just feels like he's changed. I'm the same. I don't like it. Let's call it a day. But there, there's something in her eyes that says that something else has happened. And I can't quite figure it out. I don't know whether this him changing is enough, like whether she's gone and done something or he's gone and done something and she's found out and, you know, that's it. We're going to call time on it. But, yeah, it doesn't doesn't seem like... Doesn't at the moment there isn't enough context to it other than oh, I've just had enough of him, just just you know we're just on board different people yeah. got married too young shouldn't have done that you know it's that sort of thing it's it's odd. What it's about when, when she said um, when they were talking and she said something about uh, I think it was something like he had a job opportunity or some opportunity he didn't want to take it. And he just laid low, and then they were good two years down the road. But she wanted to take the chance and see where it went. And so I guess she just <laughs> she wanted a little adventure, man. You know, she she ready to risk it all. Sound like type, and he's just like play it safe type. So. Yeah, she wants some sport agent dick on the weekend. <laughs> I like want a, a brain hemorrhage, blue drink, and, you know, off we go. Well, all joking aside, we'll obviously see where that goes. Um, but I just, because we're, we are running low on time, uh, 
we'll have to get your predictions all in a bundle in a second on but we obviously also had brooke and julian julian's going to be working on the script with alex uh brooke and victoria victoria's planting the seed of doubt within brooke about julian um and alex kind of um kind of saying it, that alex it? alex is the problem though alex is the one that will ruin yeah. the good guy right yeah exactly <laughs> um dom do you have give us some predictions like overall predictions let's get into judgments and we'll pick um, up on anything else there. there there's there's something a lot deeper with clay i i think you know when i didn't have that trust for him when we were first introduced i now trust him and think he is a good friend for nathan and Haley and, and being that kind of agent and i think he has potential to be a good friend for quinn i don't think they'll jump into a relationship maybe yet i think something needs to grow and develop or we need to find out a little bit more about clay i think there's something there like a, a previous relationship or some sort of trauma there's something about him that's like off but i can't quite put my finger on it there's there's something that's happened to him or to someone close to him and and it's created it's turned him into this kind of like oh, i'm just going to be this playboy and not get close to people because it hurts too much do you know what i mean it's it's that kind of vibe that he's given off um quinn i think is like a little bit jealous of his lifestyle like you're taking these girls home and so on and so on and um, whatever and she kind of wants to be that person but I, I think she's also going to take some time get divorced from David and she's just going to stick around for a bit longer Nathan and Haley talked about it's just ongoing story with that um, Chase was in it what was the point he's just a terrible barman he's not learned anything um, who else we've got Mi- mouth Millie and Mouth Millie. I think a point attention maybe like She's gone off and had the best night of her life and going to maybe be in some of the newspapers and tabloids saying, oh, look, you know, she's the new cover girl for Close Over Bros. And then you've got Mouth who's like, I may be losing my job and you didn't care. You didn't even call me back. You know, you didn't care. So maybe a point of tension, but I think they get over things fairly quickly as a as a pair. I mean, they, they didn't when they split up, but now they I think they, they're, they're mature enough to be able to get over things quite quickly. So, yeah. And I think Brooke as well listens too much to her mum. Is gonna that's gonna niggle in her mind and then Julian's gonna have to kind of like go, You need to trust me. Just kind of like I'm I'm for you and you're for me and that's it. I don't see anyone else in that way. So kind of get over yourself and get over these issues. I'm gonna continue to work and do my job and I'm gonna work with Alex, but it's nothing more than that. But I think these little things like touches on the arm or let's get him a coffee or whatever is gonna make Brooke even more like this kind of neurotic mess. That's all I've got. Okay, well, <laughs> anything we didn't hit, we'll hit up in judgments. But before we get there, if you enjoyed this episode of the podcast, and how could you not? Then check us out, ravenshoops.net. Why? Wait, which way do I go first? Why, Dom? Because basketballs go through hoops. But Ed, they also go through nets. Ravenshoops.net as a bit of Christmas fog over my brain. I didn't know who do I who do I go to first. Yeah. You can find all of our things there on Patreon, Ravenshoops.net. Uh you can find we watched did a live watch along of Right Before Christmas, the Hallmark movie with Crazy Nanny Kerry and uh Chad. 
Chad, Michael Money, which was a fun experience. So you can watch that. It was a three-hour watch-along with a lot of bonus stuff after party after that as well. If you're also listening to this just before this, Dom, Ed, and I just covered the movie Sling Blade from 1996. It was a really really good podcast episode if i do say so myself i think we did a great job of analyzing it so check that out too we're going to do a quick round of judgments because we do have double digits waiting in the waiting room ed who's your favorite performer of this episode favorite performer that's the actress right actress yes uh lisa goldstein who is millie Excellent. And Dom? Uh, I actually have uh, Lisa Goldstein as well. Uh, exactly the same. Um, what about you, Simon? Lisa Goldstein. <laughs> Ed, oh, who's your favourite character? <laughs> Ed, who's your favourite character of the episode? Man, I gotta go with Alice. Uh, she was shady a little bit, but uh, it was cool to see her support Millie. Uh, and had her have her um, fun and then hey uh, we'll see what happened between her and Brooke and uh, uh, new other new Lucas see what go down and um uh, I was very close to picking Alex because dare I say she's very lo- much like Brooke of five or six seasons mm-hmm. ago where she's you know a bit progressive and and like moving on in her life and and doing new things but is also a bit of a skank as well but um <laughs> i picked i picked millicent i picked millie i think millie had a, a great episode and a, and a really strong message as well so yeah millie and um, what about you simon that's actually a really good comparison like mm-hmm. alex to early brook mm. that's like that's spot on the money there he is there he is <laughs> I'll, I'll put that gotta have that love triangle man Get me a Team Dom hoodie now. <laughs> Predict that shit. Um, what was the question character? I'll go with Alex, actually. Yeah, after all of that. Ed, who's your favorite background performer? One line or less. Man, I'm going to go with the models. They, Everybody was just ogling them. And they were just there and they didn't say a word. They just were there with the exception of the the one that OD'd on the sleeping pill, so <laughs> Yeah, but is she dead? We never heard of her again. Uh, it was only four. <laughs> Dom? Um I when all the reporters and photographers appeared when Haley smacks Renee uh at the end, uh, I think there was a uh very excited uh reporter that was, you know, scribbling away. So I'll go with that person. And what about you? I go with the person that was on like the red carpet that asked the question to Millie. I watched. He only I had one line. He had that one question. They, he didn't get to react to what Victoria said. <laughs> Ed, what was your favorite line of this episode? Every line. Um, let me see. I'm going to go with uh, Alice. Unless, of course, you want to go out there with your walker when she said that to Victoria. (laughs) (laughs) Deep. Nice. Dom? Uh, I picked, what's a love child? (laughs) Jamie picks up the magazine. (laughs) That's a good question. um, 
Now, the bar didn't go all the way down to your chest on those ones. We don't count those ones. I like that one from Clay. <laughs> what was your favorite song, Ed? I actually got one. <laughs> this is history. Noisette. Uh, they they must have paid somebody to get all that FaceTime. Um, don't upset the rhythm. Yeah. I got go, song. baby. Go, baby. Go. Yeah, what, Dom? Don't upset the rhythm, yo. <laughs> was that your song? Absolutely. I think I when when there was mention of the noise sets, I was like, if they don't play that song, I'll never watch this show again. And they did. They, that was the first one they did. So, uh, they they they're good. It's a, it was a tune. What about you, Simon? Four, three, two, one. Go, oh, baby. <laughs> yeah, that one. Uh, Ed. Last but not least is the precious. Say it, dog. <laughs> Precious rating. The pressure. Ed, did you have a number in mind before we started this conversation? Yes. Did it increase, decrease, or stay the same? Man, I'm gonna stay where I'm at. Dom. <laughs> to my detriment. Uh, <laughs> got a number. Stayed the same. Simon. You know I had a number that I thought of just now, and so of course <laughs> it's just the same. Let's do it together after three. One, two, three, seven. Six. Seven. Wait, Ooh, for clarity, a... I was a seven, Dom was a seven. Was you an eight, Ed? Six. Six. Oh, a six? Yeah. yeah. How, how dare you? Uh, would you like to go to a seven? <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that was easy. <laughs> yep. He doesn't argue. <laughs> I was close. I was close, man. Look, man, after my first time, boy, this is good. I was really in the vicinity. You 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 just the no arguments. You're just happy with a seven. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was a like it was an average episode to me. You know, nothing spectacular, nothing terrible. It was average, so we we're not gonna do no tens. So yeah, we're good with that. Seven mean you pass. Yeah, <laughs> I'm happy with I'm happy with that. Happy with a seven, Dom. You're happy there. Yeah, I, th- I think there was there's build up to something. There's build up to stuff happening, like with all the characters. Mm-hmm. So I I thought it was it was good for that and a good message from the, you know, zero isn't a size and so on and so on. So yeah, I thought it was a seven, a steady seven. Yeah. Excellent. Well then, Ed, we really, really, really do appreciate you, man. You really are the king pigeon though you're not a pigeon you're <laughs> actually the most ultimate raven there is um yeah. but that's that just shows the humility in you um but beyond like podcasting there there are a few people here where i feel like we've made a friend for life and that definitely is the case with you um so yeah we just i always enjoy these conversations that sling blade episode honestly i think is probably one of the best episodes we've ever done um like full stop uh so yeah thank you so much man pleasure as always thank y'all man this time went by too quick man i'm sad now (laughs) like it's it's never (laughs) enough time to talk to y'all but uh yeah man anytime you guys need me i'm available or anything i can do to support oh thank you so much like ed honestly we 
we love talking to you and communicating and like we message about all sorts of different things you know whether it's a an episode a film a tv show mm-hmm. uh and you are a, a true friend and it, it means a lot to have you on and 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 get to talk to you so yeah thank you so much yeah man i'll say one last thing you guys special to me man love y'all love what y'all are doing for everybody sending good positive messages out across the world all the way over here in the mississippi man so yeah, so I'm gonna let y'all go ahead and get to this um, watch party though, because I don't want to be the reason to piss them off. <laughs> make, make them wait, man. Make them oh, wait. Oh, <laughs> it make, wasn't me, guys. Make them wait should go on the team, Dom. But yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but but finally, Ed, what accent, impression, voice do you want Dom to do the Ravens chant in? Let's do some Michael Jackson. Oh, yeah. Like which, which, oh, wait, which era? Which era? <laughs> it, it sounds the same. Adult. Every era. Well, when he became an adult, the boy got that crispy, I know voice. <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll go with that, you know. We'll, uh, okay. The kid is not my son. <laughs> so that's why I came go. up with him. Let's go. <laughs> Well, hey, son. Hey, Ed. We're going to do something very special now. And we're going to do the Ravens chant, okay? Let's sell, say, Ravens on three. One, two, three. Ravens. Ravens. <laughs>